Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 29th of December. Flyers back in action. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Flyers come away with a 4-1 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. Three second period goals led the way for the Flyers. Kind of happened real quick. First 35 minutes of this game were scoreless. And then all of a sudden the Flyers exploded and they end up getting those three goals uh, in the late part of the second period. Give up one in the third to make it 3-1. Then they catch a shorty right after that from Garnet Hathaway. Great play by Ryan Paling on that one uh, to set up uh, Garnet Hathaway. Chips a puck by a guy and then gets down the ice and is able to feed Garnet Hathaway, who's stopped by, by Casey DeSmith on the first opportunity, but is able to put the second one by him. So Flyers get the win. A, I think this is a very big win. I know it's just one game. It's two points. It's out of conference, all that. I get it. But all said and done, Flyers, this is a big win because it starts the unofficial second half of the season in a very tight division in a great direction. Flyers have one, two, three, four, five, six assists. So that is 180 pounds of food they'll be donating uh, along with Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine Assist to local communities in need. All right, let's break this game down. They've played Vancouver twice this year, and they've outscored Vancouver 6-1. to one. Now, Vancouver is the highest-scoring team in the NHL by a pretty decent amount when you consider uh, that we got a pretty decent sample size, almost close to a half a season so far. They average 3.86 goals per game, which is uh, 3.66 is Colorado, so two hundreds more uh, than the Colorado Avalanche. And they do a good job of keeping the puck out of their net as well. And they allow two and a half goals per game, which is uh, right up there at the top of the NHL, uh, number two in the league right now. Uh, but the Flyers have gone against this team twice, all the way back on October 17th. They got a 2 nothing win. Uh, that Igor Zamula scored the first goal in that game as well. Sean Couturier had a uh, penalty shot goal in that game. But in this one, the first 35 minutes of the game, there's no scoring. And then all of a sudden, at 15.03 of the second period, the Flyers get it going. And it happens. Boy, we haven't said this a lot this year. The first goal of the game, it comes on the power play, and it really grabbed momentum in, uh, in the game for the Flyers. I thought they played a good first period of the game. Second period, it looked like Vancouver was possessing the puck more, but Flyers were doing a decent job keeping them to the outside and limiting their you know, high-danger chances. But then with 15.03 left, Flyers on the man advantage. Zamula finds the back of the net. Tyson Forster, Joel Farabee pick up the assist. That puts the Flyers up 1-0. And then just a minute 21 later, Sean Walker gets up the ice like a winger, first of all. Uh, we saw that quite a few times earlier in this season. He hadn't scored in a while. But Sean Walker getting up the ice on the right side as uh, Travis Konechny is coming up the left side. He kind of shovels a little pass over to Owen Tippett, who kind of just whips it with, a, with his stick with one hand on it, goes right to Walker. The Smith kind of overshoots his spot. Walker picks him apart on the far side because he gave him too much there. And that puts the Flyers up one nothing. And then, what, uh, 30, uh, 43 seconds later, Joel Farabee picks up his 12th of the season, all on a nice play by Bobby Brink in the neutral zone. So as much as we talk about the neutral zone and the way the Flyers attack and transition, a big part of being a team that can attack and transition is creating turnovers in the neutral zone 
and defending your blue line. Flyers do both of those things really well. And what Brink does well here is he reads Farabee. Farabee kind of shades the Vancouver Canuck player into the teeth of the neutral zone forecheck. Brink reads what Farabee is doing. He closes on it, creates the turnover, then Farabee gets the puck and goes the other way, undresses to Smith, and is able to just slide it uh, into the net. Uh, but it's it's the neutral zone aggression that turns into the offense in transition. And you see it there uh, just beautifully displayed on how you defend in the neutral zone and create offense out of it. And even on the play on Sean Walker, that's another uh, play where a D gets up the ice, starts in the D zone, and they get up the ice uh, off a stop and play fast in transition. Walker looks like a winger because he's reading that play so quickly and gets up the ice. So the Flyers wrap up the second period up 3 to nothing. going into the third period. Uh, this season, when they've had the lead entering the final frame, they were 12-1. and So they knew that uh, they were in very good position. They've been able to close out in these situations. Matter of fact, the only time they didn't close out when they had a lead going into the third period was all the way back on October 24th when they took on the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. They had a 2-1 lead going into that third. They ended up losing that game 3-2, 33 seconds left. Vancouver, or excuse me, Vegas got that game-winning goal. Uh, so the Flyers go into the third, but also knowing uh, what took place in Detroit before the break. That was kind of the invert of it. Flyers were down 5-1 to one in that game, came all the way back, eventually took a lead, got it to overtime. Uh, so the ability to come back in the NHL when you're playing a team in the Vancouver Canucks that is the highest-scoring team in the league, has got the third-ranked power play in the league, don't put them on the power play, don't let them get going. They do get a goal early in the third period uh, and uh, get themselves right back into the game 25 seconds in when Teddy Bluger picks up his fifth of the season. And uh, now they're back in it. And then you couple that with a power play opportunity a couple minutes after Carter Hart's got to come into the game because Sam Harrison left with cramps. Believe me, Sam Harrison doesn't want to come out of that game, doesn't want to put his goalie partner in that position to jump into a game after he's been sitting for 42 minutes of play. But Carter Hart comes in, gets a couple of saves first, then Vancouver goes on the power play. Again, third-ranked power play in the NHL. Has to make some saves. Looks cool as a cucumber donut. Just look, nothing's going to bother him because, you know, look, you can't control it. You got to go out there and you got to just play. You got to be ready to play. It's why being the, when you're the backup for a game or you're the backup consistently, you got to keep your head in the game because you never know when you could be thrown into it and have to go in there. And Carter Hart went in and gave him the same goaltending, essentially, that they were getting at that point from Sam Harrison. There was no change. So the players in front, they didn't change. They just kept attacking and playing in the, in the Vancouver zone because that way you're not defending. Vancouver had a couple of more pushes in the game. But overall, the Flyers, you know, really, after that Vancouver goal, Flyers do get the goal, the shorthanded goal when Ryan Paling makes a really good chip off the boards and gets on his on his horse. He's heard, I've heard John Tortorella a few times talk about the thing about Ryan Paling. He's a big body, and he can skate, and he showed it on that play. Oh, man, did he show it. Gets up the ice and then feeds Garnet Hathaway, who gets stoned on the first shot from uh, Casey DeSmith, but then follows the rebound, puts it in. It's a shorthanded goal, and it is a big goal. Carter Hart, all said and done, saw eight shots in the 17-24. He played in the game, made eight saves. Erson played 42-36 made 17 saves, or 18 saves, rather, on 19 shots, and the Flyers skate off with a 4-1 win. 
And there's another moment in the game that I thought was really important. Farabee got kind of clobbered on the wall, and Cam Atkinson jumped into his defense. Cam took the extra um, two minutes in this uh, exchange, and that's where they scored the shorthanded goal. Talk about a team picking up a player. But the fact that Cam Atkinson jumped in there to defend his teammate tells you what you need to know about Cam Atkinson. Now, Cam Atkinson has not scored a goal in now 19 games. This is a very, very long stretch. Matter of fact, the last time he scored a goal was back on the 11th of November against the Los Angeles Kings, uh, where the Flyers won that game. Uh, It's been a long time. He had some good opportunities. He had a great block in the first period uh, to get the leg out and block a shot that uh, was going to be a very difficult save for Sam Harrison if he was even going to be able to make it. But uh, that was a big play, and that's that's a galvanized group that when something like that happens, you know, the group picks up the player. And Paling and Hathaway go out there and create that shorthanded goal that puts the Flyers back up three, and they wouldn't look back. They wouldn't look back at all in the game, and they skate off with a 4-1. And, and it's a big win, too, because earlier in the night, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes won their game. And when you look at the, the, the standings in this division, you know, the Flyers come into the game with 40 points, one point back of the Islanders. And after the Canes won, the Canes tied them with 40 points, albeit in 35 games. Flyers now uh, move up uh, ahead of the Canes by two points in 34 games. But this division is very tight. The second-place team, now the Flyers again, 42 points along with the Canes. Um, Sorry, I take that back. The Canes have played 36 games. Flyers have played 34. Each team has 42 points. Uh, The Islanders move from second place to fourth place. But from the top, from from the second spot in the division, 42 points where the Flyers and the Canes are, to where the Penguins are, is only six points. So a couple of losses coupled with a couple of wins from the team that you're chasing the division, you can go from second to seventh in the matter of a calendar week in the NHL. This is going to be one of the storylines we're going to have to follow in this second half of the season, which is why this game, I think, is a huge game for the Flyers. It's a game to start this stretch off, which is really important, to get it started off on the right foot when some teams around you in your division have won, like Carolina. You're going to have Seattle tonight, who have been playing well in their last seven, 5-0-2, but they're under 500 for the season. And then they're going to have Calgary coming up on New Year's Eve, and then Edmonton are going to look to exact a little revenge coming up on January 2nd. And in the whole month of January, they have a, a really busy schedule. Um, basically from the 2nd to the 27th, they have 14 games, nine of which are at home. They've been better on the road this year than they've been at home. But this is a really important game to start off this chunk of schedule or this kind of micro uh, capsule within the schedule to get the win over Vancouver, who's been very good. Coming into the game, they had the third highest points percentage in the NHL. They've had a very good year, the highest scoring team, one of the teams that gives up the least amount of goals, second least. Uh, they have all the underlying numbers. They have star power. They have Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson, J.T. Miller. And, uh, they've had some guys having really good years, Besser. So when you look at all those things, this is a very, very big win for the Flyers. It's against a Western Conference team, so it doesn't do a ton for you in that regard, but you do grab the two points, and I think that is a paramount importance for this Flyers team. And what it's got me excited now for this second half of the season. This whole first half was all about, oh, my God, this team is surprising. What are they? 
uh, rebuild is it on? But all this stuff, we know the rebuild's going to be on. They're going to be more sellers than they are. They're not going to be buyers. We know all that. Now we can just settle into just enjoying what is going to be you know, January, February, March, into April of hockey and see how this all plays out. See how the pressure of a playoff race uh, affects this team. See how they handle when players go down. Travis Konechny wasn't on the bench towards the end of that game. We'll see what the effect of that is. Arison was just dealing with cramps, so he did come back to the bench. We'll see who's available coming up tonight uh, in Seattle or when is Rhett Gardner going to play and how that plays out. Is Zamula going to get back in? Is Stahl going to come in? Zamula played well. That was QB in the power play. There's all these things. Time to just enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy the, the remainder of this. Uh, game by game, which is the fun part, and ebbs and flows and highs and lows and everything that comes with it. Uh, but this is going to be a lot of fun. So. so there is a lot to be excited about for the remainder of this season. It's, it's been a wild ride already. But, you know, getting that shorthanded goal from Garnet Hathaway was one of those moments that got me pumped up. Eight shorthanded goals. They're not leading the NHL in shorthanded goals. Calgary, as who we'll see on New Year's Eve. Uh, but fun team to watch. That was a fun hockey game. It was a tight hockey game for the first 35 minutes. Flyers blew it open, then took care of business. That's the kind of hockey I like watching. I enjoyed it. Hope you did as well. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Well, Flyers will take on uh, Seattle tonight. We'll break down that game, and uh, we'll get ready for New Year's Eve and the Flyers and the Calgary Flames as this road trip continues. Very important hockey being played for the Philadelphia Flyers. All right, everybody, have a great night. Enjoy it. Enjoy your uh, Friday night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a Saturday edition of Flyers Daily.